Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Each week, our hosts will be interviewing local, regional, and national business leaders to give you an inside peek into how they lead their business to success in the ever-competitive business climate. Welcome to another special episode of Inside the Firm. We are broadcasting from the AIA Convention 2022 here in Chicago, and I have two special guests with me. First of all, I have Jim Kirby, AIA, Building Enclosure Research and Innovation Group. Jim is an architect in GAF's Building Enclosure Research Plus Innovation Group. He has a Master's of Architecture, Structures Option, and is a licensed architect. His 30 plus years in the roofing industry, has covered low slope, steep slope, metal, and SPF roofing, as well as green roofs and solar. Jim writes and presents about building and roofing science and does innovative research to inform all segments of the roofing industry. Kirby is a member of the AIA, ASTM, ICC, IIBEC, NRCA, and WSRCA. Uh, to my right, I have Bonnie Sharphouse. Bonnie is a lead AP and assistant and a sustainability manager for GAF. Bonnie has more than 15 years of consulting and industry experience in sustainability, strategy design, and execution for the manufacturing, chemical, and energy sectors. Bonnie is responsible for driving GAF's product sustainability strategy initiatives. She works across the business to explore innovative ways to reduce waste and improve product transparency and to provide tools and resources to help customers meet their sustainability goals. She holds an undergraduate and master's degree in environmental sciences and policy from the College of William and Mary and John Hopkins University. Jim and Bonnie, welcome to the show. Thanks, nice to be here. Yeah. Thank you. Quite quite the accolades. Um, so before we get into everything you guys do at GAF, uh, I ask everybody, tell us how you got here. And I want to start with Jim. Jim, I see you're a licensed architect, so you must have practiced formally. What led you from that to transition over to GAF? So actually, I never did practice formally. Oh, my fault. Uh, so I've had a, not, I wouldn't call it circu- circuitous route, but I graduated with my master's. I worked for a company and did forensic architecture. We okay. investigated building problems. Did that for a number of years, and then I moved over into the trade association world, and I worked for the National Roofing Contractors Association, really learned the nuts and bolts of roofing there. Worked for a couple of different manufacturer trade associations, the asphalt roofing manufacturers and the roof coating manufacturers. And then while all of that was going on at some point, I decided that I would go back to school and get a graduate certificate in sustainable design and construction. Um, And so after all of that, leading to the sustainability side, then really getting into building and roofing science, that's what really led me to GAF. So I'd really like to talk a little bit more about that once we get into it, but that's my long and windy road to get to GAF. Very interesting. Uh, And and Bonnie, I I see you 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 have these uh, degrees in environmental design. So how did you end up at GAF? Uh, well, I started out in environmental consulting, uh, and after you know working on all, all kinds of different projects for corporate clients, I really wanted to come to the corporate side and and be able to, um, you know, you know work on a strategy from start to finish. Um, so I, uh, you know, had a background in corporate and oil and gas, um, and then chemical manufacturing, um, and came to GAF about three years ago. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, 
So there's a possibility that some folks listening to this show, uh, which are there's a lot of architects, a lot of designers, a lot of uh, construction professionals, still don't know what GAF is. So tell us about your company, what it makes, what it does, and how it does it. So the the, the real elevated perspective is about 80% of our business is asphalt shingles. Mm-hmm. Uh, about 20% of our business is low slope commercial roofing. Uh, more specifically on the low slope commercial side, we make TPO membranes, we make PVC membranes. Uh, we do have all of the asphaltic products, built up roofing and modified bitumens. Uh, and we make all of our polyiso, uh, which is the number one insulation used in the roofing industry. So that's a very broad base on what we do from the heart of the roofing perspective of keeping water out of the building. Sure. Would you like to add to anything? How how long, how long, and how long has GAF been in existence? You know, maybe a little bit about the origin and if you don't know, that's okay too. I'm just curious always. Well, if memory serves 1887. Oh my goodness. Uh, so we're over 130 years old. GAF actually originally stood for General Aniline Film. <laughs> Boy, that really rolls off the it tongue, doesn't, doesn't it? it? <laughs> and, and I may have gotten that second word wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, so we knew how to make films, which turned into how to make paints, how to make sheet goods, which really stems from roofing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you for that. Um, well, Jim, uh, st- stick with you here for a second. Uh, tell us about your research and writing at GAF. You know, wh- what's your what's your day to day? How are you How are you uh, doing all the research? And then, what does it all culminate into? So we we have two groups that I've been part of. When I came on to GAF, I was with the Building and Roofing Science Group. Um, and, you know, as corporations do, things move around and change. Uh, our building and roofing science group is now outward facing and really is there to try to help architects and engineers uh, specify good roof systems and teach how good roofs work. Uh, about a year ago, we started this group, Building and Closure Research and Innovation. So that's the group I'm in now. and. Uh, so we are trying to innovate not just within the roofing product space, but also to see if there can be expansions to other markets. Uh, most of them tied to the building enclosure, of course. Right. So whether you know that means wall and roof air barriers, getting more into those kinds of things, or just how to tie 5G to a rooftop for cellular. So. Um, a lot of what I do day to day is, uh, well, back at the, when I was with Building and Roofing Science Group, we wrote a lot of blogs um, all about building and roofing science. And just a quick explanation on that is that is all about how heat, air, liquid moisture, and water vapor move in and out of the building enclosure. Obviously, the building enclosure includes the roofs and the walls. Yeah. So, uh, Lots of information on roof color, reflectivity, the benefits of that, how to best install your insulation to make sure it's most thermally efficient. Uh, so a, a lot of things on, on, on that perspective, you know, just what is good roofing practice to keep roofs on when the wind blows. Um, quick aside, 
roof failures generally in high winds start at the edge. Okay. So edge metal is incredibly important. So sure. we've done some recent research on edge metal. Uh, you're going to have to wait for the output on that. Okay. And hopefully next year we'll be able to publish something on that. Uh-huh. So um, that's that's a good amount of what we do on a daily basis. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Um, Bonnie, so un- unpack for us what you do in regards to sustainability. Obviously, every year sustainability keeps moving further and further up up to the forefront of everybody's minds you know um, mm-hmm. in, in media everything so yes yeah absolutely well I work really closely with Jim and his group um, and also with our building roofing science group uh, and especially I'm focused on uh, product sustainability, especially, um, you know, as it relates to green building rating systems and, you know, helping our customers know how our products, you know, can um, green their building and, um, you know, contribute to um, whether it's LEED or another green building rating. um, You know, we, um, you know, have all of the information, you know, necessary to and all the, the platforms and, and things like that so that architects and specifiers and, you know, our, our customers can, can get that information. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, well, let's talk about GAF and what it's got on the horizon, maybe some innovations in different kinds of uh, roofing that you guys are doing and energy too, right? Steep slope, uh, GAF energy. Um, and then the, I, I saw you you passed me a note about something about uh, the, the Texas recycling excerpt, or maybe it's TX. I didn't know if I... If it's actually Texas, but so I'm going to let Bonnie talk about <laughs> okay. that very exciting development. Uh, I'm going to start with our new GAF Timberline Solar Shingle. So it is a building integrated photovoltaic. So BI- oh, interesting BIPV. So it is the roof and the energy producer. Uh, it is roofer installed, which means roofers can truly nail it in place. There are no shingles underneath it. Uh, does require a, a specific underlayment to make sure that we get proper fire ratings, which is, of course, very critical for residential and, and any kind of steep slope roof. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the GAF solar shingle is, is really the new thing for us. Uh, we have a great group out in California. We're, we're manufactured in the United States. Uh, a really good-looking product. Uh, we've been rolling it out throughout the course of this year. We've won a number of awards for innovation, and obviously it revolves around sustainability and energy efficiency and trying to electrify the home from a very, uh, you know, energy-efficient and, and environmentally friendly way. So we're really proud of that product, and, and we think it's going to go places. How does sure. it stack up versus the Tesla shingles? Oh, that's always the question. Of course. Um, of course it is. Um, well, <laughs> I, I think, I, I think you know, in one one way... Elon you know, listens, too, so you got to be careful. Well, of Just course. Kidding. Well, hi, Elon. Um, <laughs> you know, if you look at just the actual solar shingle, our product is about a third smaller our product has about one-third less watts per shingle. But when you compare the overall square footage required to produce, say, a or to build a six-kilowatt system on a home, the Tesla shingle roughly is 400 square feet of space. The GAF solar timberline shingle is roughly a 430 square feet. Okay. So overall, we're taking up a similar square footage to get the same amount of output. 
Um, I think, importantly, uh, and, and GAF being the roofing company and 80% residential, uh, we, we want that product to be installed by roofers. So it is nailed in place. And so a roofer with a hammer can do this. Like like people who are not specially certified, like is there a, that is there a procedure for that or or I mean so you do not need to be a licensed certified solar installer okay. to do the installation of the timberline solar shingle. What happens once the shingle is installed, then that licensed electrician comes in and puts together all of the wiring. The reason we can do that is all of the wiring is above board, is above the waterproofing layer. So it's accessible. And then, of course, they're going to tie that into the inverter and into the house and all of that. So, so yeah, so from our roofer perspective, it's very roofer friendly. You can walk on it, all of that. So uh, and if you do run into a problem later on, the, the wiring is accessible by taking a top off of a cable tray. So it's it's a it's a really really inventive and innovative product. One, one question that every architect, homeowner, everybody that I've talked to, you know, we, we operate out of Boulder County, so it's a very uh, there's a lot of one percenters there and who are very uh, conscious and they, they want to do the right thing for all different kinds of reasons and purpose and you know we get well, I get this question as an architect and a contractor there of like well what about the warranty, you know and the hail and stuff like that like can you unpack maybe some of those fears that people have? Um, well, what I, what I can tell you is I, I don't know the specifics about the warranty. I really don't. Um, but I know that where we want to sell, we have done all of the testing. So whether it's fire resistance, which I mentioned that underlayment, yeah. um, uh, wind resistance, of course, uh, how that shingle is going to stay in place. And I don't know specifically about impact. Uh, I would imagine that it has been impact tested to some level. Um, it probably doesn't have a very severe hail rating, uh, but I don't know that for a fact. Okay. Um, but I'm sure just based on my touching it, feeling it, that it feels pretty impact resistant. Um, but we could... If, if people have questions, they can certainly reach out to us and see what we've done with that. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. where would they go to start investigating this product you guys uh, are? GAF.com slash solar energy, I believe, is the is the URL. GAF Energy is our, is our sister company that is producing this. I believe they're out of San Jose. And besides uh, Tesla, uh, but like, are you, and you don't have to name any other companies because we don't want to give them free advertising. We want to ever, we want to help you guys out. But are, the, are are you guys sort of at the leading edge of this? And is anybody else even doing these sort there, of things? There are a couple other roofing manufacturers that have a building integrated photovoltaic. Um, again, some of those, you know, installed by a roofer versus a licensed electrician is really, I think, one of our differentiators. Sure. Uh, that above above waterproofing layer cabling, I think is really a big differentiator for us as well. Um, it makes repair and, and, and can a people lot get better. these now? Uh, they are available like a lot of things. There's some lead time for it. Yeah. Uh, I know that we have not rolled it out in all 50 states. Okay. We are working every day to get more production, more facilities ramped up. Uh, so that we can supply as much as really the demand sure. is out there. So, um, and then costs. Like, what does it compare to just your typical Timberline, the cool series? You know, the cool series. It, it, 
Any I, idea? I'm not intentionally going to dodge that question, but I'm going to intentionally dodge that uh, question. That's totally fair, yeah. too. And, 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 you know, <laughs> regions matter, geography, yeah. you know, roof size, roof shape, roof height, all of those kinds of things do matter. Um, so really, if, if we're getting that deep into a discussion with a potential client, come to us and we'll help you figure that out Excellent. for sure. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Bonnie, uh, kind of any, anything you'd like to add, especially with the recycling uh, effort that I mentioned? Uh, yeah, well, so we are um, also very proud of our recycled asphalt shingle product. So we're the first ones to be able to take roof tear-offs um, recycle and recycle that material um, back into shingles. Um, so this is, you know, a really recent development. We're able to take 90% of the weight and... Um, you know, manufacture that into these briquettes that can be put back into um, a shingle manufacturing process. Uh, now, do, do the shingles that are taken off, do they have to be GAF or can they be competitors? They can be any, we can, we can do all asphalt shingles. Wow. Um, and how new is this program? Uh, we just uh, We just installed the first recycled asphalt shingle roof earlier this year exciting and yeah yeah it's very exciting um so you know we're going to be scaling it up you know across the u.s um starting with you know you'd mentioned the facility in texas um mm -hmm. that we recently announced in corsicana texas um where they're that's going to be the the facility for processing and manufacturing the the um briquettes um and so we're going to be diverting you know that material away from landfills i mean currently you know a small percentage was getting recycled off of you know disposed roofs um but those were going into uh asphalt roadways or you know yeah we're, this is the first time that it's going directly back into the product and it's and it's the same shingle it's the same quality um as it was before how, so. how okay tell me about how the how it would start so like i'm a Lance the contractor. Hey, I call, pretend I call you up and maybe I'm, you know, I know you're not probably the person to talk to specifically about like, so I got a, I got a load here. What do I do with it? <laughs> yeah. So you can go to our website um, okay. for updates and see, you know, when it would be, you know, coming to your area. Um, if you go to GAF.com slash recycled oh, asphalt so be like shingle, a regional... you can sign up for updates. Sure. Um, that's, that's where we have all of the latest and greatest on everything that's going on with it. That is very exciting. Yeah, kudos to you guys. Um, I'm sure as a student of sustainability, you probably have read uh, the, I, is, is Stephen McDullough, the Cradle to Cradle? Is that where part of this came from? Um, oh, Bill McDonough? Bill McDonough, sorry. Yes, yeah. Um, well, so yeah, the idea is that circularity, yeah, he was one of the pioneers of this concept of circularity, where instead of having a linear you know, process yeah. of extraction, manufacture, use, disposal, you have a situation where you're able to take things, keep um, keep things in, in use for as long as possible, for as long as, you know, as long as, as long as we can. And then to, at the end of their useful life, be able to turn it back into the same product, be able to recover it and not landfill it. Yeah. Yeah, but these are these are amazing things you guys are you guys are talking about. I mean, really, this is I'm I'm so fascinated and excited about those kind of emerging trends that you guys are doing. So, bravo to you guys and your company. Is there any other kind of uh, trends that I haven't mentioned that you guys want to pitch about? 
I mean, I would just say to, to definitely check out our sustainability report. So uh, we, we launched that along with our 2030 planet goals a couple months ago on Earth Day. So if you go to GAF.com slash sustainability promise, you can check out, you know, uh, around solar, recycled asphalt shingle and, and everything else we have going Exciting. on. Exciting. <laughs> and one other thing that maybe feels a little bit tangential is we have... Uh, worked very hard at getting our low slope systems to be very severe hail rated. Mm. So much of this country, believe it or not, is in a severe hail zone. Uh, and it's almost literally everything from the Rocky Mountains east. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's got to be the center. It, it's, yeah. it's the center and we get hail almost everywhere to the east coast. Yep. Um, obviously, the central Midwest is where the very severe hail is. So from a sustainability perspective, keeping roofs on a building is one of the biggest components of of sustainability of roofs, so longevity. So we have a number of RoofNav product listings. RoofNav is factory mutual for all you out there. Factory Mutual's roof nav. We have 1,400 very severe hail approval listings. And the component in that is, the key component in that is the cover board above the polyiso insulation okay. that is directly beneath the waterproofing membrane. Yeah. That TPO or that PVC membrane. So that specific material is so tough and so rigid that it can take that impact from a two plus inch hailstone. So once we start putting these on roofs, insurance companies are very happy because they're not buying new sure. roofs every few years. Yeah. And quite honestly, it's great for the building owner. It's great for a homeowner if they have a low slope roof because the 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 effort that goes into replacement of the roof, the disruption to the facility, there's always some additional cost to the owner, and whether that's truly a monetary cost or just again disruption, um, is is significant. So the more we can do to keep roofs on buildings, the better off everyone is. Sure. Um, I would add one quick thing about this RAS shingle is that or this RAS briquette is that asphalt shingles are unfortunately one of the largest components in landfills. Oh yeah. So not putting old material into landfills is completely what we think about from a circularity perspective. So, um, so yeah, so that very severe hail uh, we have a TPO Extreme, which is really high heat uh, resistant, 35-year warranties, you know, things like that. So we want to put roofs on buildings that will be there not just for 15, 20 years, but 30, 35 years for yeah. sure. Yeah, lifetimes. Yeah, 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 yeah 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're coming up on the half hour here, and uh, I have a question I ask every guest, and it is uh, knowing what you know now, Jim, and if you could go back in time to when you first started your career, what is one piece of advice you'd give yourself? So I, <laughs> <laughs> so a, a, a couple of things come to mind and they're completely disparate. I would have taken 
probably one or two. This this will impress my brother and probably scare a few people. Okay. I really wish I would have taken a couple of chemistry classes in college. The amount of chemistry that's in the roofing industry and it, it, it it's just good to know. I mean, we all know that PVC stands for polyvinyl chloride, but what does that really mean? Yeah. You know, what are all of these components and materials and how do they differ and and so that would be certainly one thing that I would really have liked to have changed. I know I could go back and take a chemistry class right now. I feel a little old for that. <laughs> the other thing is and this is a little bit more on the life advice is take a gap year before you start working. Interesting. Or, Go travel. Yeah. You will always work. Would you apply that to school too? Take a gap year before school? Oh, I'd take a gap year in between your bachelor's and your master's or between your master's and, and going out and, you know, joining, yeah. joining, you know, starting your career, you know, once you have all of those lovely degrees. So looking back, that's one thing that I probably would want to change for Interesting. sure. Yeah. So, thank yeah. you. For, thank you for sharing. Bonnie? I would say I don't have any big regrets per se because I am so happy with where I've landed and so any big changes might have changed my path overall. So, But I would say that, you know, when I was going through school, sustainability was really a frontier and there, there weren't the types of um, programs that are available now as far as, um, you know, tying the business case for sustainability. Um, you know, you know, if, if, if maybe if I could go back, you know, an MBA would have been helpful. (laughs) Um, so, uh, you know, just from that, you know, uh, like, yeah, just from the business case side of things, but, um, you know, overall, uh, that's probably about the only thing I could think of. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No sweat, no sweat. Um, well, if people, like what they heard today and obviously some of these innovating products just reiterate for me one more time where can people find and follow GAF yeah definitely go to our website at www.gaf.com um, check out our sustainability at gaf.com slash sustainability promise um, if you are an architect looking for green uh, information for um you know, green building rating systems, uh, you can go to gaf.com slash green architects. Beautiful. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for your time today. Really appreciate being a guest on the show. Thank you. Thank you very much.